You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are his very own special people. Some of you are a little bit more special than others, perhaps. We are his special people. That you, that we may proclaim the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who once were not a people, but now are now the people of God. Who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. I don't know about you, but I believe that every single one of us have been in dark places. To be in a dark place. I can remember over 20 years ago, I believe it was June of 2001, I think it was June, we get a call, get a call from the doctor, Julie gets a call, we find out that there's a rare cancer, she has a rare cancer in her body, or it had, there was a removing unknowingly uh, of, this, of a growth, and within the growth was a very aggressive, rare tumor, cancerous. It's amazing how you can go from in one split moment with just one phone call, you can go from, hey, life is great, life is good, to am I going to have a wife? Am I going to have, will our daughters have a mother? And we get into this place, there's nothing seemingly that we can do. And so there's a darkness there. And with this darkness, at times as we view the situation, as we view that which has come into our lives and our existence from, from one moment to the next, we go through a whole variety of, of emotions, whatever it may be. Oftentimes, there's this aspect of fear that may suddenly come upon us. There's this feeling of hopelessness, this sense of hopelessness. How are we going to get through this? How are we going to make it? And we get into this place of, of the unknown. And it's a dark place. This passage talks about proclaiming is to speak of, to declare, to shout the praises of him 
who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let me just say this. Before we were people of God, we were in a place that is much darker even than cancer, even than the aspect of physical death, beyond even the things of physical death. You say, How, what can be worse than physical death? I'll tell you now, is spiritual death. To be dead in trespasses and sins, spiritually dead. Our spirit is there, but it is dead in trespasses and sins. Without Jesus, that is the place we're in. Most of you here this morning, you know where you are at, were at, before you came to know the Lord. I thank God most of my life has been knowing Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. Truly, to be out of darkness and in the marvelous light of Jesus in the midst of storm. There is a difference about having Jesus in your life and going through the storm with Jesus than without him. And even as a believer, I know there's times where I've been at a place where I'm looking at the situation from a human perspective. And I rec whenever I look at the impossible situations that I might be facing or might be in the middle of, I recognize that from the human perspective, there is an impossibility of the situation, even as a believer. And the more I focus on something, even as a believer, and I look at the situation, I get this sense of hopelessness or fear <clears throat> and sometimes even doubt. Say, God, can you even take care of this? Can you take care of this? Will you see me through it? What, what's going to happen? I don't know. And so, in my human perspective, even as a believer, I can get to a place that is, is extreme. It is a place of darkness. Because when we begin to look and see who God is, we recognize, regardless whether it's cancer or whether it's even facing death, we have a God that is with us. And he says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am with you in this. As it says in Psalm 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And I say, thank you, Lord, for the comfort that we had. And yeah, it was a roller coaster in 2021. It was a, or 2001, it was a roller coaster ride that summer of 2001. I thank God that he is with us. He was with us during that time. And even as there were the high points where we, just, we were focused on the Lord Jesus and focused on God, knowing, oh God, whatever happens, you are with us. And even at the low point when there was a thing of, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? And, it, and it, there would be these, it's like these waves coming. 
But God, let me just say this. As a child of God, regardless of where we may be at emotionally, does not mean that just because I don't feel that God is with me, that he's not with me. He is with me. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. And so we are in a place, a, a place to proclaim the praises of him who has called us out of darkness and put us into his marvelous light. And this, this morning, I just want to entitle this, this message, Out of Darkness. You know that we've been taken out of darkness. And this morning, if you are in darkness, that you can know that I can have the light of Jesus Christ in my life. Ephesians 5 verse 8 says, For you were once darkness, not only in darkness, but we were darkness. It was just everything was shut down, shut off. But now you are light in the Lord. You are light in the Lord. Do you know that? Do you know that there is a light that is shining from every single one of us? That definitely that it would not be hidden, that we, there wouldn't be a covering of that light of who Christ is in us, but that we would just take the, that covering or that bushel oh, that's off or over the candlelight, just take it off, and that we would begin to shine brightly. We are the light in the Lord. Walk as children of light every step of the day that recognizing we are children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. The things of God to you for us is of goodness, is of what is right before the Lord, which is of righteousness. We are in right standing with God and is of truth. There's not a lie in it. This is in parenthesis. So walk as children of light, knowing these things, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. In other words, Lord, what would you have me do? What would you have me do at this time? I'm going to shine brightly. Lord, I'm going to shine in the light, the light to those that are in darkness. You know what? We are living in a dark time. We are living in the last days. Jesus is coming soon, and I just rejoice in the fact that he's coming. And as dark as it is, it doesn't take much light to see or to shine. And, and the darkness easily is dispersed of, dispensed of, just a little bit of light, and that darkness is being removed it's amazing that people, I want you to know, people at this time are gravitating towards light. In the darkness, in the hopelessness, people are gravitating towards the light, the light of Jesus Christ that would shine from us and needs to shine through us at this time. Lord, let me know what is acceptable to you. How did we get to this place? It was by his broken body and his blood shed for us on the cross. If it wasn't for who Jesus is, the Son of God, 
And if it wasn't for him coming 2,000 years ago, I'll tell you right now, we would not be here. This kind of thing, the thing of hope would not be here. And we have hope in Christ because of what he did for us. If you have your communion emblems with you, I want you just to get a hold of them. If you don't, uh, if you need those emblems, and uh, if I could just maybe have one or two ushers, just uh, is there anybody that needs an emblem that you didn't get? Yes. Can I have ushers uh, just go and uh, bring a few out for those that need it? Just, yeah, we have three or four here. Um, and if any, anybody needs anything up, up top as well, just uh, as they come back, just leave your, your hand up just so they can see you. In Matthew 26, verse 26, it says, and as they were eating, this is the last time that Jesus would eat with his disciples. The last time. And as they were eating, or eat with them. Now, he, he was there on the beach just before he left the planet. Uh, but he did not eat. He prepared a breakfast for them, but he didn't eat himself. It says, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread blessed and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And so, if we could just take this, this emblem, the, the bread. And figures... That's interesting. I thought there was a piece of bread in here, and there's not. Can I, Rock, can I have, can you, can, I got, I got, I got gypped here for sure, but uh, not with, uh, thanks. You're welcome. Never had that happen. Before we uh, take this emblem, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he talks about, I want you to do this in remembrance of me. Paul writes about, why do we take communion? To do this in remembrance of me. I want you to remember, every time you take the bread, this, this my body that was broken for you on a cross, even before you went to the cross, going to the cross, there was this emblem of his body being that was would be broken. This was even before he went to the cross. This is hours before he would go to the cross. This was instituted. It says, he says, take, eat, this is my body. This morning, if you believe in Jesus Christ, that you would take these emblems. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ and you want to take communion, that your faith would be in Jesus Christ. Are you going to help me here? Oh, you got, okay, thank you. So, appreciate it. Um, so, Lord, I just pray for if there's anybody here that doesn't know you. Lord, they're thinking, well, I want to, I want to go through this. This is, not a, this is not a ritual. This is a remembrance. 
a remembrance of the reality of, of what you did for us on a cross 2,000 years ago. And so, Lord, I just pray this morning, if there's somebody that is here that doesn't know you, Lord, they would say, you know what? I believe. I want to believe and I believe that you came 2,000 years ago and you died for me. Your body was broken. And Lord, that your, your blood was shed for me. I want to believe that for my salvation. I want you to come into my life right now. Lord, I pray let this take place right now, even as we would have communion together. And so, Lord, we thank you, even as we would partake of your, this emblem of your body broken for us, I pray right now in Jesus' name that there would be healing that would come to those. If anybody needs healing here, whatever it may be, whether it's physical, whether it's relational, whether it's spiritual, whether it's financial, whether it's a mental or, or emotional healing, Lord, whatever it may be, I pray, Lord, even as we take this emblem in remembrance of you and your body broken, I pray for healing to come right now in Jesus' name. Let's all partake of the bread. Hallelujah. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Let me just explain. This is, this is representative of Jesus' blood shed for us. If Jesus' blood was not shed for us, there would be no remission or remitting of sins. Our sins then would damn us. In fact, our sins, just one sin damns us, condemns us. But through the blood of Jesus Christ, even as we acknowledge, and not just acknowledge, my faith for my sins being taken care of is because of his shed blood on a cross 2,000 years ago. In 1 John 1 verse 9 and verse 7, it talks about the fact that it's the blood that cleanses and in uh, verse 9, in 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, if I, I confess, Lord, I'm a sinner, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And when we take communion, we remember where we were in darkness. And even as we would confess, Lord, I'm a sinner, and I'm, I'm placing my faith in you, we come out of a place of darkness into his marvelous light as we receive Christ. But there is a washing away of our sins spiritually. The stain of sin, there is nothing that can wash away the stain of sin in our lives except the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why we need to confess, Lord, I'm a sinner. And we need to place our faith in Jesus shed blood for us because otherwise there is no forgiveness of sins. But with that, there is a forgiveness of sins. Lord, we thank you for your blood that was shed for us 2,000 years ago. And Lord, even as the man that was hanging on the cross, even as he confessed, we deserve to be hanging up here we deserve to die. We deserve even the, 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 the horrible death of crucifixion. We deserve it. And even as he confessed that, and as he turned to Jesus, he acknowledged, acknowledged Jesus as not just being a man, but the Son of God, as he said, 
Remember me today when you enter into your kingdom. And Lord, we thank you for the words you, we, that you spoke to this man who had done horrible things to deserve a crucifixion. Lord, you were perfect. You were sinless. But this man that was hanging beside you was not in that condition and was not in that place. It was in darkness. And even as he confessed his sin, even as he believed on you, you spoke to him and said, today you will be with me in paradise. And so we remember your blood shed for us so that we can have life. In Jesus' name, let's all partake of the cup. Hallelujah. Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, a new contract, a new thing that I'm offering you of life, of forgiveness of sins and life eternal. And this blood, my blood, was shed for many for the remission of sins. Whoever would believe in him has remission of sins, sins taken care of. But listen to this next part. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And he's saying, I am looking forward to this time that is coming. It has not happened yet when we will be with the Lord. And it could happen even today. It could happen today that there would be a sound, the voice of the archangel and the trumpet sound. And it says those that are dead in Christ will rise and those that we who remain that are alive will be caught up to be with the Lord. And this wedding, marriage, supper of the Lamb I don't know about you, but most of us, we can feast for maybe uh, a few hours, and then it's like, oh, man, i got to step back. Can you imagine a, w a wedding supper and, and just all the things that will go on? It'll go on for seven years, literally seven years, as we are in the presence of Almighty God. It's like, oh, man, I look forward to that day. And the Lord Jesus is looking forward to that day when we'll be caught up to be with him. We have been taken out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who are we at this time? It says, and the, the Lord is saying by his spirit through Peter, as he wrote this 2,000 years ago, you are a chosen generation. No matter at what point in history, as we give our life to the Lord, we are chosen of God. We are called and chosen. This morning, if you don't know the Lord, the Lord is calling your name and saying, I want you to be part of this generation. This is the last generation. And that we would be with the Lord, this chosen generation, whatever age you are, to know I've been called and I've been chosen of God. And that you would rejoice in this. I've been taken out of darkness and put into his marvelous light. It says, you are a royal priesthood. And it hit me. 
to recognize two aspects in this. One of royalty having to do with kingship and authority. As sons and daughters of the Most High God, I want you to know this morning that you have authority. You have authority in Jesus' name because you are a child of the Most High God, that you have authority over the enemy. We have authority to bind here on earth, and the Lord will back us in heaven and bind what we bind here on earth, He will bind in heaven. And what we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And He is saying, I want to back you in the works that you would do, the acceptable things as we find those things out that he would have us do, and definitely to shine brightly, the Lord is saying, I'm going to back you. You are a royal priesthood. The thing about the priesthood, there was a vertical aspect to priesthood as the priesthood would stand be between God and man. And there's this thing even now for us that we would be a priesthood, that we would be ministers of reconciliation, that we would be there ambassadors to reconcile people that don't know God and minister to them so that they would come to know God, to have relationship with God, a royal priesthood. So ministering in the authority and the power of God, the Lord of God wants to do that at this time in and through you. If you will allow him, I can't believe this, this last week, all the different things that have taken place that were not scheduled. And I just say, thank you, God, for the things that were not scheduled, that even as we just say, Lord, go ahead, I'm a living sacrifice, use me. I will be a royal priesthood. I will operate to minister to others with authority that you have given me, because we are children of the Most High God. And at this time that you would not say, well, who am I? God is saying that you are a royal priesthood. The other aspect of the priesthood was a vertical or a horizontal so vertical with God but a horizontal a ministering to the people that we would minister to one another we encourage one another there's something about coming alongside somebody that's that's fallen or slipped up brother and sister in the Lord to be able to say you know what who am I to I'm not here to condemn you I'm not here to judge you I want to encourage you Get back up. Get your. We are not saved by how good we are. We are saved by the righteousness of Jesus Christ in our lives and what he did for us on the cross. If I was the most perfect person, just like God made an estimation of Job. Have you seen my servant? Most righteous person on the planet. And when he came before an almighty God, when he was in the presence of God, even as he would say, God, I want to, I want to have a, a, a meeting with you. Though you slay, slay me, yet I will trust in you. But God, I want a meeting with you. I want to defend my ways. I'm righteous. That was Job's issue. And when he stood before God Almighty, he says, I, have, I had heard of you, but now I see you face to face. I see your glory and your majesty. And I look at myself and my righteousness. It's like filthy rags. I ab abhor myself. So when we have a brother or sister that is slipping or falling, that we would not come and say, look at you. you what are you doing? I can't believe you did that. But rather, you know what? God loves you. Jesus died for you.
and he died, and that we would be clothed, that you would be grabbing a hold of the robes of his righteousness to be wrapped, even as we might be in nakedness and our sin and the, the things that we may have fallen in, that the Lord is saying, listen, I want to cleanse you. A royal priesthood. I'm saying all of this. Last week we fasted. I want to thank those that took even just one meal to fast for the coming weeks and months should the Lord tarry. To say, I'm going to be used by God Almighty. Especially this summer. Summer is a time of connection. Connecting with people. Take time to connect. It was so great. Yesterday, I, I, I poked my head out. I, there's a wedding here yesterday. But uh, so we, young adults was at our, at our place. And it was great. I, I just poked my head out. And there's, it was, it seemed like every single one of them was talking at the same time. I don't know how you guys did it. But uh, there was, uh, there was just this, I, I was in the, in the kitchen area. And I could just hear this hubbub of, of voices I just say, thank you, Lord, for the things of fellowship and connection, whether it's with believers, other believers, or even inviting those that don't know Christ to your, your times of gathering or whatever, or whether it's just get going for a coffee with somebody that doesn't know the Lord. Because I'll tell you, it's dark out there. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm noticing that people are concerned with what's going on. They're concerned. Their eyes are open. They should be concerned. Because we're living according to the word of God. We are living in the last days. And prophecy is being fulfilled as we, as we live. It's, it's actually happening. Jesus is coming back soon. And the people that don't have a hope, and there's no, they're thinking, how are we going to manage? How are we going to get out of this? Want to have light. They're in darkness. We've come out of darkness, and we are children of light, and that there would be a shining into their lives, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And I want to just say again, as good as you and I may be, as righteous as we may be in our own righteousness, who we are before the Lord God that is of holiness is the righteousness of Jesus on us. And may I just say this, God the Father looks at us as his children. He is our father, and just like all you dads out there, as you look at your children, you realize, okay, you know what, I love my children. How much more does our heavenly father love us, his children, than earthly fathers ever could? I'm just thinking, man, I know how much I love my, my three daughters, Rochelle. Of you. The other two aren't here. In other cities. I love Alicia and Jacqueline. We love our children. How much more our Heavenly Father. And we are in right standing before God. A, a holy nation. Holy before God. Because of His holiness. And we say, oh, I'm not perfect yet. Can I just give a suggestion to you if you want changes to take place in your life to change your character and the things you, you realize man I haven't arrived yet because I know I, I haven't arrived yet the Lord's still doing a work on me but if you 
after believing on Jesus, continue to believe on Jesus, what he did for you on the cross. Continue to believe. Keep your faith there. Never change your faith from that. But what you can do then is surrender to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Just It says in, in Romans 12, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice unto God. A living sacrifice. Lord, I surrender myself to you. You go ahead and have your way in my life. I'll tell you right now, you do that, and now the Holy Spirit has freedom to begin to change you. If you're trying to change yourself, the, the harder you try, the more you realize, oh my goodness, I've been doing this. I got to realize I've been doing this for years and it still hasn't worked. Lord, I surrender to you. Go ahead, change me. He can change you. So Lord, I, I submit to your lordship. Let your will be done on me and in me and through me. Let your will be done. It is good. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that were ordained from before time began. It was made and prepared before time began that we would walk in what God has planned for us today, tomorrow. Lord, a holy nation, a special people. The King James Version says a peculiar people meaning a special people. We are a special people. And I see that. As I look around, I, I just see so many special people. I just say, thank God for you, who you are, and what God is doing in you and on you and through you. Just let him. Just let him. Lord, let your will be done in my life. Lord, what would you have me do? Definitely to proclaim the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And I said, what, do I, what would I say to somebody else? This is where I was at. And this is what, when I believed on Jesus, when I confessed my sin to him and believed on him and his death for me, and I let him come into my life, this is where I'm at now. I haven't arrived yet, but man, I got, I've got a hope. I don't, I don't have to worry about all the details because God has a plan for my life here. He's, Jesus said, I came that you might have a life and you might have it more abundantly. Satan, he's there to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's a liar to deceive people. And people are on a, on a road that leads to destruction. They don't even realize it, that there's an eternity apart from God at the end of it. It's a highway truly to hell. And there are many, as Scripture, as Jesus said, there are many that are on it. And we have a work to be done, Lord, work through us, that I would proclaim the praise of him who called me from that highway to a marvelous light, your marvelous light and life in you, an abundant life, an eternal life, life an everlasting life. The other thing that the Lord Jesus would have us do not just proclaim his praises and the praise of the one that has taken us out of darkness. But in Matthew 28, verse 16, even as he gathered with the 11 disciples before he left this planet, it says, when they saw him, they worshipped him. And then it says, but some doubt it. It's like, I'm thinking, hey, you, we all knew that he had died on a cross just to 
few weeks earlier. But Jesus said to them, he spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. All authority. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. I want to do a work yet. And we, he wants to do a work through us to make disciples, followers of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus Christ, wherever you may go, wherever you are. I don't want you just coming to church, but be the church. As you head out, be the church. The church is the body of Christ, his, his hands, his, his feet. That we would begin to minister, that we would not just come to church, but that we would be the church, recognizing together we are the church, the body of Christ. We are members within the body of Christ. He is the head, and we are members together. And it goes way past just our church. It goes across this city, across this land, and this country, and it goes around the globe, the body of Christ. There is no more, there is no organization that is more powerful than the body of Christ. It says, I'm coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Never. And so we can go out to be the church with the authority of Jesus and, G and in Jesus' name. And even as Jesus said, on this rock of who he is, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The gates of hell will not stand. And the gates of hell are coming down even now as we go out. I know because I just know what happened in this last week. The gates of hell were trying, attempting to shut things down, and it was nothing as the, the power of God, of Jesus' name, and the power of the Holy Spirit was able to easily move the obstacles of the gates of hell. So I want you to know at this time, this summer, today, tomorrow, the next day, you be a light, and you minister, you share the gospel of Jesus Christ, tell others as you have opportunity, because as you are obedient to the Lord and to the, to, to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, if you are willing, will orchestrate meetings and connections with people that have no hope. And you will go. And even as the enemy, listen, the enemy will try to shut you down. I, I could see that happening. The enemy was trying to shut down what God wanted to do, and it was like, it's not happening. So we prayed on Wednesday night. Just give me just one example of things. I get this uh, email from our, our mayor. He's saying, Dave, can you send this out to all the pastors and churches in the city because they want to tax, have a special development charge. If you want to do anything of expansion, it's going to cost for whatever amount you're expanding or work you're doing, it's going to cost $5 per square foot, over $5 per square foot. Long story short, there was uh, uh, things that went out to all the different, not just pastors, but went back to all those that are part of the regional council. There's 12 mayors and 19 councillors on the regional council for Niagara. 
And on Thursday night, even as I was here and doing a wedding rehearsal, I was like, oh, man, I, I, I need to be there. Pastor Joel was online. And he says, it was already before they would, there was much discussion, there was already uh, to, to amend the proposal to say that the exemption that has been there all along, that churches are exempt from this development charge, that it would remain in place. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. This morning, I just want to say, Carrie, if you're online or if you catch this message, just, just over a week ago, you were worried about your finances. And this morning as you texted me, you were saying, I've been working every day because of the power of God, even as she gave her life to the Lord. And I just thank God for the answers to pr prayer. The God, Carrie, the God that you serve is a mighty God and is able to do things that are way beyond you. You have a Father in heaven now that is watching over you. And he loves you so much, Carrie. He loves you so much. And I just, I was so encouraged as I, I got that text this morning. Just gave her life to the Lord the last Saturday a week ago. I just say, thank you, Lord, just to be a light, to take time out, cutting the grass, and just to take time out and say, you know what, I'm stopping. This, I know she wants to talk. I'm going to stop the lawnmower and just spend about 45 minutes in the sun. I just say, Lord, thank you for just a, a small little sacrifice of being able to share the gospel. It is powerful. The gates of hell will not prevail. We are a glorious church. A glorious church. And he is the head. Jesus is the head of the body, which is the church. And I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking about people. Who is the beginning? Jesus is the beginning. And, and the firstborn from the dead, he overcame death, the first one to overcome death, that in all things he may have the preeminence. That Jesus would be preeminent. It says that he may have the pre preeminence. I focused in on this last year. Jesus is preeminent. But when it comes to human beings, he wants for us to say, yes, I give you, I give you the right to be preeminent in my life. I surrender. I submit to your lordship. That's when things really will start to happen in your life as a believer, especially as a be believer, is when he is preeminent in our lives, that he may have the preeminence, this glorious church that the Lord is coming back for. He is not coming back for a defeated church. He is coming back for a glorious church. He's not taking us out of this planet because, oh my goodness, if they're there any longer, I don't know if they're going to make it. It's no, I'm taking you out a glorious church, not a defeated church. And the Lord God desires that we would bring in a harvest. Thirdly, the, and if you're just taking some points here, the gates of hell will not prevail. Point one, number two, a glorious church. Number three, bringing a harvest of souls. 
Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers in, into his harvest. The harvest that is, is ripe right now is so extensive that there's not enough of us to bring it in. That's what he's saying here. There are so many people ready to come to know the Lord. They just need somebody to go to them and speak of Jesus to them. And I just thank God that there is the opportunity that the Lord is saying, I want to work through you. You can be a laborer together with me in the harvest. That's not just him snapping his fingers, but rather there's this beautiful thing of seeing people get saved. I just say, thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord, for, for the fact that we can be with you in bringing in the harvest. And he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into his harvest. And when he had called his 12 disciples to them, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. The authority of God with us. He is with us and he gives us the authority and the power to do these things. Go out and do that. Do it until we are caught up to be with the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible, this body that, that is, is failing at times, like I'm, I'm, I'm walking, or I got up this morning thinking, okay, how come my hip is, is sore? It's like, what did I do? What did I do now? It's like, I didn't, it's like, oh man, my hip is sore. This corruptible body will put on incorruption, will be perfect. We will have, listen, if you've got aches and pains or you're just, oh my, you know, I'm getting older and I'm, I, I don't like what I'm, I'm feeling and seeing and whatever, uh, there is a day coming when the incorruption is gone. This mortal, that which would be dying will put on immortality. I believe that the bulk of us here will not see death. I truly believe that Jesus will come back. We are the last generation before this momentous occasion. We are the last generation. And when he comes back, we will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We have victory. Hallelujah. Even before his return. Even before his return, we have victory. Hallelujah. <clears throat> then it says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Don't waver. Be steadfast. Be immovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor, the things that you do, are not in vain in the Lord. They're not in vain. Nothing that you do in the Lord is in vain. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. So as I go, as I close, I just want to say that we would go out. Let us go out and be a light. Let us be the church. The church of Almighty God. Let's not just come to church. Let's be the church as we leave this place because you are the church. It's not a building. We are the church of God. And that every day we would be going out in the power of His Spirit and in Jesus' name that there will be a work done. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God in the place of authority. And they went out, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. Amen. Can we stand together? If I could have the worship team come. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know what? This is going to be one exciting summer. Because I know what, what, what's been happening the last week, week and a half, and it's like, oh my goodness, this is so exciting. There's just so many different things happening. I could take another half an hour just to say what's been going on the last week. And I encourage you to move and operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I want to I want to pray Colossians 1, verse 9 to 18. And then after that, we'll sing a song and you will be dismissed immediately as the song is done. And, and feel free to uh, take time and, and enjoy one another before you leave. Uh, if you have to go, you will go with this prayer on you. And uh, also, if you need prayer, if you want prayer specifically for different things, please come to the front afterwards. I'll be up here and just want to pray with you. And if there's other elders and uh, uh, if there's more that come forward, Pastor Nathan, if you could join me as well, uh, it would be great. And we will pray for you. But let me pray this prayer on you at this time. Hallelujah. For this reason, Lord, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray. For those that are here, Lord, I know the word that you've given, Lord, is a, a, a powerful word that we would be light in darkness, that we would go out, Lord, for the, the coming days and weeks and, and months of, of summer and even beyond, Lord, that would not just stop now or at, at the end of summer, but Lord, it would continue on. And I pray, Lord, for each and every one of my brothers and sisters and those that would become our brothers and sisters, as they are saved, I pray that they would be filled with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. They would know, God, this is what you would have us do in these last days, especially. We would walk in holiness before you, that we would walk worthy of you, Lord, fully pleasing you, Lord, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Lord, I pray this for my brothers and sisters, for myself. Lord, that we would be strengthened with all might, your might, your power, by your spirit, according to your glorious power. 
for all patience and long-suffering with joy, no matter what we go through, Lord, that we will go through even the things of suffering with joy, the joy of the Lord. Giving thanks to you, Father, because you have qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Lord, you have taken us out of darkness and you have put us into your marvelous light. We are your children, children of light. Lord, light is emanating from us. You have delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son. Your, you, Jesus, and of your love, Father, we have redemption through the Lord Jesus and his blood shed for us. We have forgiveness of sins. We have right standing. And Lord, we want to honor you at this time. You are the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by you all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through you and for you, Lord Jesus. And you are before all things, and in you all things consist. We have our being in you. We have our, our life in and through you. And you are the head of this body, of this church. You are the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things you may have the preeminence. And so, Lord, we just submit to your Lordship this morning that you would have the preeminence in our life. You would be seated on the throne of our life. Your will would be done in our life. Your will will be done through us. Lord, in today and tomorrow, recognizing, Lord, your power, your authority, recognizing your holiness upon us, Lord, we are a chosen generation. Lord, we are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are a special people and that we would proclaim the praises of the one who has taken us out of darkness and put us into his marvelous light who were not a people, but are now the people of the Most High God. We just want to give you praise and glory at this time. Let's give him a, a shout. Let's give a shout unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Lord God. Hallelujah.